G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 644 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website transmove.com or send me through an email, tim at transmove.com. Now, last weekend I was at a a triathlon in Hobart, just a bit of a spectator watching my son and all these, everyone else, you know, race. And I was just before the race and during the actual swim part of the race, I I went on a bike inspection tour of the transition. And though I they had these two rows of um, bike racks um, in in transition, um, so I, I only viewed one one row. And there was probably about I'm guessing she guessed um, eighty people racing. So there was you know eighty bikes. Um, stacked up, so I, I I inspected the four about exactly half forty of them, and I'm and I'm first I, I you know I glance, but I but I was re- and my wife was picking on me about this too, um, but I was looking at everyone's chain and like the full drive chain and everything on, and then I was looking at how they set their bikes up and you know the whatnots and so i was it's all about the whatnots and so i was looking at all the 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 chains and out of this out of this one row that i was inspecting and i did and i obviously didn't look at the other um row so i can only go off uh, um, a pull of 50 percent um two bikes had clean chains two that's it there were many that looked like they'd probably cleaned it two weeks ago. There were uh, some who not only had horrific-looking chains, but their bike was filthy as crap. And you know, apart from these two bikes that had clean chains, and not spotless chains, just clean chains, um, all these others, I, I, I wouldn't be training on these chains um call me call me call me a snob if you like and as funny as it's strange as it sounds um but i i would have before any training ride i would have had those chains clean just for a training ride and these guys have spent good money to race on them and these chains are horrific some of them were just nasty but most of them most of them were not clean or two were clean and the rest were far far from clean and it doesn't take much now if it if you want to do a good proper deep clean to a chain which i do regularly um and if i haven't got time to do a proper deep cleaning on a chain um i'm using at least a spray degreaser just to give it a quick spray wait a couple of minutes hose her off and she starts looking you know spick and spam um but um and then you obviously you let it dry you know dry but i'll go through that process in a second but you're just you're bleeding watts it's 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 some of them had i was just ridiculous how many how dirty those chains were and they're racing but so at minimum i would and you can't some depend on your power meter if you've got a power meter some power meters doesn't like um fuel-based degreasers um so you have to go a, a natural one but you can go to your local hardware store pay two dollars twenty get a can and that's going to do you you know four five quick cleans and they they're just quick cleans they're not a deep clean a deep clean is the easiest it's it's easy it's some people are afraid because you've got to take your chain off but if you 
and I, I recommend you replace your chain regu regularly, semi-regularly, regularly. <laughs> Brand new chains for race days, uh, important races anyway. Um, so if you get, if your chain you get a quick link a quick link um, not all chains offer it but you can also but you can buy it so it can attach so if you're not sure how to do it or or anything you get, tell your bike shop I want a quick release there's tons of YouTube videos on how to take these chains on and off and what to look for it sounds scary if you've never done it before but it's very very easy you pull that off you get an old drink bottle just an old you know bike bottle. You, you put your chain in that, you put your couple of, you know, your quick links into that as well. You get a degreaser like, um, I use kerosene, I, I pour kerosene in that, you only need a um, two inches of kerosene, an inch and a half thereabouts. You put the lid back onto that bottle and you shake the living crap out of it. You can also use an old um, protein shaker. I used to use one of them, but yeah, it's disappeared. So I use an old bottle now, and I shake the living crap out of it. You you pretend you're on some, um, you know, what are they called? Cocktail bar, and you know those cocktail waitresses. They shake, shake, shake their little thingy jigs, whatever they're called, the drinks. Um, so you just shake the living crap out of it. You don't need to be carrying on for too long for it. Just thirty seconds to a minute of high, of good size shaking. Tip it, tip it out, and you can either hose the ch pull the chain and quickly out. You can either hose it or put some methyl into it now and give it another bit of a shake for twenty seconds. Pull it, pull it back out. Give it a good hose now. That chain is going to look beautiful. It it really is. Put the chain back onto the bike. You know, while that's off, give the whole bike a good scrub. Make sure um, anything that chain touches is spotless. Anything that chain touches is spotless. Give the rest of the bike a good clean. You put your chain back on. You get a nice, fresh, clean rag. You give it a good, solid wipe. Come back in um, a few solid hours. You put a high-quality lubricant on. I, me personally, I'll um, only use Silka lubricants. Um, or, or anything that's been recommended by Zero Friction. Um, so Zero Friction has a website. Um, I'm guessing it's zerofriction.com, but just Google Zero Friction. Anything they recommend, it's an independent company, anything they recommend, I would highly recommend as well because um, I'll just piggyback off his recommendations. You put, you just put like a little little dop on of this high quality, I use Silka lubricant, just a little dob on every single link. I generally wait a minute, then I give it a little bit of a massage and let it route, let it, um, what's that word I'm thinking of, turn the, turn the chain over a few times. Then I give it a really good solid wipe with a with a clean rag. The next day I give it another solid wipe. But again, and that chain is beautiful. You can just you can run it up the side of your face, and you're not going to get a any markings at all. It's beautiful. That's what I recommend everyone do, does on a regular basis, and then just have that can of degrease just to, for maintenance cleans. But oh, especially if you're paying, you know, I, I'm not sure what the price was to do this local try. Um, I should know because I entered my son, but it, I'm guessing it's somewhere, you know, around that $60 mark. So I'm guessing you're paying $60 to enter a race and you're turning up with a nasty looking chain and it the difference the, the difference and I've, I've mentioned silka before they've done um 
studies on this. The difference between a clean bike, a spotless bike, and an everyday bike is about 10 watts. The difference between a spotless bike and a dirty bike could be 20 watts. That's 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 pretty significant. That's not worth sneezing at for spending. You know, and it's going to take you a little while at first if you don't do those sort of cleans. Um, but you get those times down. You know, a deep clean onto your bike may only take 30 minutes. That's that's not you know too bad. <laughs> just some, you know. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm umming and ahhing about it too much. So, uh, moral of the story: you have a clean bike always, always a clean bike. It's it, it's just just do that. Anyway, um, today's question comes from Toby, who I coach, who's um he's gone from an Ironman athlete to a marathon swimmer these days which is um super cool um to coach because it makes me think completely differently uh he and he sent me a podcast question which makes him cool and you could be too cool you could be too cool <laughs> easy for me to say you too could be as cool as toby by simply sending in your questions to tim at transmove.com Toby writes, I've got a 26k lake swim coming up in 16 weeks time. Uh, I need to start experimenting and dialing in my race day nutrition. Would you consider using high carb electrolyte drinks, gels, bananas and or a combination of them all? Um, How many carbs aiming per hour? I weigh 68 kilos. Should I use a combination of water, electrolyte drinks, or just drink the high-carb high electrolytes? Uh, would you use the gels carb drink during training sessions? And if so, which ones? I, As I haven't used them as a, yet. Um, last year I did a 17 kilometer swim and I used gels, electrolyte drinks with 30 grams of carbs per bottle and a banana. How would you go about experimenting and trying those different brands and combinations or end combinations with the swim? So this is a pretty cool question and, um, I think it's got to be a, a lot different than your normal Ironman nutrition because the, the demands are completely different. Um, you've got, you're not going to be really sweating, so you're not going to be losing a, a, a ton of sodium in there because um, I'd imagine the water's going to keep your body core temperature um, a hell of a lot lower than a marathon run will. So, um, so, but yeah, because you're swimming and you're, you know, you're you're lying and you're constantly rotating that body and breathing and hold, constantly holding your breath as you, you know, and sometimes you're going to be holding that breath. Um, you you may not know when that next breath's coming from because of waves and stuff. But being lake swim, you you generally pretty bright. So, and that, and I just veered off. <laughs> um, so. I don't know. So generally, in in an Ironman, for someone someone like yourself, you, you're targeting. You're going to start off tar- testing at 60 grams carbs per hour, and you're going to try and increase that and see how you how you 
how your body reacts. I think you'd be for lake swim, um, for swimming, this sort of distance. Um, your your most important meals coming from the day before. Obviously, you're going to be starting that race fully fully fresh. I'd be looking at try testing 40 grams of carb per hour from from the get go, and then um, seeing how your body reacts to that. Now, right, what's 50 grams of carbs per hour going to be be like? And then what 60 grams of carb be like? I, w- I don't see, don't think going over 60 gram. I think that could be a recipe for disaster um, for something like this. It may not be, but I, I would probably start off at 40 grams of carbs per hour and try and do do that sort of testing and then um looking at adding a little bit of caffeine into it as well um throughout throughout the the day so starting off just before there there was a study just recently um brought out that um oh i should should i I didn't read the whole study, but I read um, the summary of it, and um, it, it was basically instead of you know waking up and smashing a whole lot of caffeine and then topping it up just before the race starts, they had more benefits of um, taking caffeine within um, ten to twenty minutes before your race starts to to help in performance, and then you increase it, so you add caffeine as as the day goes on um and i do have caffeine numbers here i just got to type it in uh in it's all in my one note um so uh, i really i should press pause while i find this so you don't hear me umming and ahhing oh, i'm back look at that so uh, i found my little notes it's a good thing one note i love it so um so you can aim for and i'll be definitely testing this one um 3.4 milligrams per kilo of body weight and with a maximum of 400 milligrams for for race day ideally but having said that i have notes here that says jan fredino uses 100 milligrams of caffeine per hour and in brackets i have this is a lot um so, so there you go um so i would definitely be testing so for something like this um you can either get a, a caffeinated gel and you just add that take a caffeinated gel every hour and a half two hours or you can take get um similar salt tablets but caffeine tablets and you, you can experiment with that um, but I would be experimenting more on. I'd start off when it comes to your training. I'd be experimenting more on your longer aerobic sessions first up. So let, let's say I let's say I'm I try you um, a, a quick. Let's say it's a twelve hundred of warm up, uh, followed by six eight hundreds with a thirty seconds rest. Uh, and so that might be a good uh, good thing to start off with testing your nutrition on that start taking some carbs for between each each 800 and then you get to see all right i feel all good so the next one might be let's test new, the nutrition on a threshold session just to see what happens um or or uh, race ready uh, i call them race ready sessions where um it, it's more to the point of what we're going to be 
targeting on race. So they're, they're always another really good, um, and that and those could be is, um, stretched as um, long intervals followed by some short intervals at still all with very short rests. Um, it could be you know sixteen hundreds followed by four one uh, hundreds with five seconds rest followed by sixteen hundred with forty five seconds rest followed by yeah eight fifties with five seconds rest all um I'm just throwing throwing a whole lot of crap there but the, you you kind of get the I I think I'm right with you yeah you get the idea with with that and then. From there, you start adding more carbs and seeing if the body will will be able to handle it. And as for caffeine, I would definitely, 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 definitely be testing that in training. And um, but it, if if you find it's not, see, a lot of people go wrong with they'll add gels and they start sipping on a sports drink at the same time, and that has got the ability to muck up your day real, real, real hard, real quick. Um, and, for, and you can also be making your own gels on trainsmooth.com I have a recipe for your homemade gels so if you jump on to trainsmooth.com up on the top there it says resources click on that and then go down to homemade gels or something do something on the lines of that and, and you click on that and if you see the recipe there it's multidextrins which is the main ingredient for it but the fructose um for something like this i would probably decrease the fructose and then you can start increasing it as the days go you know as you as experiment goes past that recipe will allow is the equivalent of four gels so um but generally when it comes to um people having um gut issues with because they've you know oh, i can't take gels of my get, get you know upset my guts well, with that recipe you just decrease the fructose and then try it again because it's generally that there is what um, mucks up your day but anyway that's a side note so i i the fact you've done gels and sports um, sports drinks before that it shows it kind of works, but you really don't want them too close to each other. You want to be, if you're taking a gel, you take a gel. Ideally, keep it in your mouth for a little bit longer and then swallow it, and then you take some sips, take a sip of water. You also got to get used to how you're going to be taking that gel in a race. Are you going to or taking nutrition? Are you? You're just going to be holding on to the kayak or, or while you take your gels and drinks and then off you go or are you going to do a couple of backstrokes and start do a bit of kicking while you're t- taking in some water or whatever i'd also i would definitely be taking water i'd also have um coca-cola i experiment a little bit with coca-cola you don't need to do a hell of a lot of ex- experimenting a good thing about that is and red bull try that in the middle of a swim as well um it's it's best to have it on board and not need it than need it and not have it so quite often um you you know if you if you're dying of a thousand deaths and you've got four k's to go or whatever um and you 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 know dying of a thousand deaths yeah coca-cola could be um could be a knight in shining armor it could be could save the save the race for you but so but it's worth experimenting on that and just just to see what happens and then you can um just just have it on board even if it's not in your game plan it's 
best to have and not need. Um, bananas, yeah, you can have them. I, w- I'd, I would lean more towards um, a liquid nutrition plan for something like this. Um, just just to make your you know your gut a little bit happier for for, for such a day because a lot's going to be you know the, you're demanding a lot from your body and then um but have food there just in case including lollies you know killer pythons are you know they're, they're the best things ever um just and just anything and everything just just ha- it's sometimes best to have and not need and need and not have I hope that helps. Uh, if you guys have any other questions, you know what to do. Jump on through to the website, transmoother.com. Until next episode, hooray.